Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is an encore episode, Deep State, that you can listen to and let God provoke you to go deeper with Him in what He is doing in you and to cause you to be able to identify with Him in what He's doing in the lives of others and in His church. It is time for us to hear Him and to allow Him to have His way. So while I'm here in Iowa with the Producers Way School USA, you take a listen, you walk with Him. Love you all. Hey, my friends, please be aware that on this particular episode, there is quite a bit of static. You're still easily able to understand and listen to everything that I'm sharing. So don't let that be a deterrent to you. Just press through it. Please forgive us. We attempted to edit it out. It is a little bit of a mystery to us as to why it's there. But please stay with this episode. It's very important. Thanks for your patience. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Continuing with this exposure of the fifth column within us where we find ourselves still sympathetic to uh, operations of the enemy in our life. Today we go a little deeper and look at the Velcro of the deep state. Those things hidden within us that keep corresponding with unhealthy patterns in relationships. Uh, things that we keep tolerating in our own lives because we don't yet see what is operating underneath the radar. So, give this episode a listen. I hope that it continues to help in the ongoing process of your own discipleship with the Lord. So, love you all. So, let me see if I can get a little bit more specific about how these things within us remain hidden and uh, operating and therefore uh, continue to hinder uh, us really moving forward with God. So over these days, weeks, months uh, of the last three years for me, I have gotten more clarity about things operating in me. And that means that God would oftentimes sit me down and, as I would call it, he rolls film. And he shows me things, never to shame me or to embarrass me or to humiliate me, but to educate me. A good coach will always sit a player down and say, hey, look, let's review these tapes. Let's look at film. Because right here, you you know broke rank right here. You lost your focus right here. You didn't realize the you know strategy, the uh, plan for the game of the of the other side of the opposition. Whatever is necessary to really help that player to come out on the other side. Sometimes it happens in halftime, and they have to make a quick, quick uh, assessment of what went wrong in the first half, so that they can go into the second half a little sharper a little bit more ready, maybe even a little bit more humbled uh, to be able to finish the game. 
Sometimes it happens after the entire game. Sometimes it happens when they're going into a whole new strategy for a whole new season of play. But a good coach is going to always run film to help those players. And God, the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, I assure you, is going to run film if you will sit with them and let them instruct you and teach you things. So over these last um, days, weeks, months, years, I have had to look at some things operative in me. It, it doesn't matter if I can see what's going on in everyone else. I can see the deep narcissistic patterns in another person. Am I recognizing the deep empathic uh, tendencies in me that kept connecting with patterns in another person? Why were the patterns of that other person able to keep operating on me? Um, or, or whatever terminology you would want to give it. I'm just using the narcissistic, empathic uh, patterns. Uh, they're just nothing but self. Okay, they're, there's, It's nothing but the patterns of the self-life. And there are um, certain degrees and measures along the spectrum of self. If you've ever heard of the spectrum of autism or the spectrum of any other kind of of uh, issues, it just means the wide-ranging degrees and measures of that and how it can impact a person's life. The spectrum of self is something that is very interesting to look at. And so there can be self-protective measures that we take that may appear minor, and then you go down the spectrum, and wow, they become extremely, extremely uh, intense and embedded uh, and have a deeper effect on you and the people that you're in relationship with, this kind of thing. So as I am maturing, okay, which means in my dependency upon the Father, he begins to say, hey, let's look at these things. So I've had to look at some tendencies in my life, places where I didn't actually catch things until a few days later. And therefore, I would kind of stop dead in my tracks, and, and the father would be saying, Nancy, you need to look back. The, the reason that you've got this kind of uneasy feeling going on inside of you is that there was something happening a few days back in that conversation, and it felt off to you, but you didn't stop and really let me show you then, but now it's beginning to get your attention because it's gone on now for several days. Or... It might be that I just felt in this kind of dull, fuzzy, very familiar place that I just, something was so bold, it was done so boldly to me, and I discounted it as me being overly sensitive, uh, me being, uh, you know, too controlling, okay, because one of the ways that it, it keeps you cycling in and out is that you always think the problem lies with you. And you always think that you must have caused it. Therefore, because that side of the Velcro is already inside of you, because of the forming and fashioning of self as you were growing up, you always think it's you. And therefore, a manipulator, a person out here, their side of the Velcro, is that anytime you attempt to address anything with them, 
they always flip it back on you. And because that Velcro is inside of you, you eventually say, oh yeah, it's probably me, and I just need to be more understanding. I just don't need to be so suspicious, you know, that kind of thing. So whenever someone can keep deflecting back on you using the very Velcro inside of you that is still um, corresponding with that kind of abusive tactic, that kind of manipulative, uh, controlling strategy, you fall prey to it every time and you think, oh, I probably just need to be, you know, just don't need to, you know, just don't, don't be so, you know, whatever. And so you go on until the next time that happens and your insides feel unsettled and you think, wait a minute, you know. Now in healthy relationships, that's also going to happen. But when you bring those things up, then the person says, okay, well, let me just let me uh, try to help you understand where I'm at. And, and this is what's happening in me. And there's a give and take a back and forth, right? But in a manipulative, uh, controlling scenario, it's never going to be the other person. It's always going to be you. There is no give and take. The moment you bring up anything, the moment you do anything, it's flipped back on you. So you can attempt to out every narcissist in your life and bring every one of them to justice. And you're going to, you know, or you can begin to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, God, I need you to show me my side of the Velcro. Why am I continually... Um, shocked by these things? Or why am I thinking it's my job to out everybody? Why do I fall prey to that every time? And uh, because I so want to still be included or this or that, I'm willing to almost choke down anything uh, just to be kept in the good graces of this other person. So I, I'm just giving y'all some examples. Again, I'm not trying to do an in-depth teaching on this. I just want you to recognize that it is true that God always is going to want to show us what's going on in us. But that doesn't mean that God's always trying to bring you to a place to think that you're to blame for how other people are operating. Because God thinks every single person is responsible for themselves. So if he's bringing you to greater depths of responsibility for your life, guess what? He wants to do that in the other person's life also. He's never going to tell you that you are responsible for how everybody else behaves. That, my friends, is a demonic belief. That you are the all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful, all-present God. And you are responsible for everybody else's happiness and their well-being and their behavior. And if they get angry, you must have done something. My friends, that is part of the Velcro of the deep state. God is never going to tell you that you are responsible for everybody else around you. And that if you would just do better, everybody else would be okay. That will never come from God. What God will say is this is where you are attempting to uh, be everybody's savior. This is where you are attempting to provide for your own needs, and this is why you are a people pleaser. God's going to begin to show you how you're living independent from him so that you can give up on it so you can move into deeper abiding dependency on him. God is never going to try to put the blame for the entire world on your shoulders. It's just not going to happen. 
but he will show you where you are operating independent of his way of life and his way of thinking. And this would be why you keep attaching to people who use you, abuse you, mistreat you, uh, flatter you to gain control over you. He's going to show you where you're susceptible to those charms and to those abuses. God is going to clarify things for you, turn the lights on very bright for you. So I can remember, in, in, in getting more specific, let me just share this one example with you. From years and years and years ago, this has been coming up for me recently in recent days, so I know that God is about to show me something. And it's where early, early on in my relationship with someone that I do believe was of God, but this was a particular dynamic within it, within that relationship, is how easily this person could... Uh, send my emotions triggering and soaring. And I did something just freely moving about, and that person just wasn't going to have it. And this happened at a prayer meeting where we were praying corporately. Now, this was many, many years ago. We were praying corporately, and then it was coming close to time to pray uh, for individual needs. And so I went up to the prayer box where these individual cards had been placed. And knowing that we were about to begin, you know, praying for individuals, I went up and just was getting a card out so I could be ready to join in and do that. And this person came over to me, snatched that card out of my hand, put it back in the box, so we're not ready to do that yet. And then smiled at me and walked off. I was uh, feeling humiliated. It triggered me so deep. I think I cried, which is a little unusual for me, or in that particular situation would have been unusual for me. And I think back now, and I think, how did I explain that to myself? What did I tell myself about that? that ever made that okay. Now that didn't mean that that needed to be the end of that relationship or that that relationship wasn't of God. Um, it just meant within the context of that relationship that God was going to out some things within me that deeply needed uh, to be seen in me. Doesn't mean that the other person, what they did, wasn't wrong. That was wrong. That was completely uncalled for. If I was out of order the way to do that, there was a much better way uh, to have addressed me, whether that was just by a whisper which says, could you just wait and, and hold off because there's something else I want to do and because you're a leader, uh, people are going to start going a different direction, you know, whatever, you know, and I would have said, oh, okay, I get that. I get that, that I may be stepping forward out of, out of sync with that particular prayer meeting, you know, then could have made other people start, whatever. I, I get that. But the way that it was done, because I remember this smile on that person's face when they were so rude and, and did that, and yet somehow in the unhealthiness still within me that needed to be seen, I needed to address it in myself. Um, 
just somehow I must have explained that away in myself somehow and accepted that that was okay somehow there must have I must have done something wrong you know so I'm I'm again being a little bit transparent here but now this happened I'm talking a long time ago but God has been bringing this back to my attention in recent days and I know that he's about to show me something how long I tolerated certain things inside of a relationship that I believe was of God and that it took um, you know a long time for me to see what was actually operating in the other person and therefore this my side of the velcro that kept attaching to that over the years I continued to mature and I started to address those kinds of things in real time at the time that they happened um, and began to see them more and more for what they were but this is a specific where if someone does something to you that is blatantly rude and the, the, the addressing my timing in the prayer meeting is like totally fine like okay you know that needs to be addressed but the way that it was done and my tolerance of that inside of myself and in that relationship that's what God wanted to address I think there are things presently within me that are still hesitant to step out and say things that need to be said address the way that God wants me to address things as I'm moving forward things that are going to get very specific in my assignment and I think he's trying to show me uh, a long-standing pattern and now we're going deeper in that and he's going to address things in me so I wanted to be specific today about this that some things that seem like such minor things they're not but they just keep operating and we keep tolerating certain things we find ourselves remaining a little bit paralyzed in addressing things maybe because we don't want to lose face we don't want to lose a favor we don't want to we, we don't want to rock the boat unnecessarily we don't want to be seen <laughs> as a troublemaker or are there any of you out there that are like, I just don't want to be misunderstood. My friends, if you're going to go forward with God in these days, in this hour of history, write it down. You're going to be misunderstood. And if you keep attempting to explain yourself, you keep attempting to make sure that nobody misunderstands you, you're going to spend your time and energy on things that are not going to be profitable to what God is doing. I don't want to be misunderstood. I don't want to be a troublemaker. But my friends, there's trouble. And when you begin to address that trouble in God's way, the way he's giving you, there are going to be people who say, oh, you make trouble because you keep trying to point out trouble. <laughs> Did you know this is a part of abusive systems? Is that if you point out that there's trouble, you become the trouble. You make people feel uncomfortable. As long as you're a yes person, everything's okay. The minute you become, hey, could we take a look at that? Hey, could we address that? Then you could become a troublemaker. And I want God to address anything in me 
where I would fear being labeled as a troublemaker, or, listen carefully, that would perceive anybody else that might question something or ask something that I might think they are a troublemaker. You see, I want to address all sides within me because I don't want to be a part of, of being, being controlled or being a controller. And trust me, my friends, we're all capable of being both. So we've got to allow him to address things in us. So I hope that this specific will uh, be helpful today so that we can allow God to address the Velcro of the deep state within us and any other fifth column uh, hidden under the radar strategies that are still being used against us. We don't want those things to be used against us. And listen to me carefully, my friends. We don't want anything in us trying to control others. So we have to be addressed on both levels. So hope this helps you today. Love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.